Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Dear listeners, my guest in today's episode of Mediation Today is Claire Naidu, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Hello, Claire, and welcome to my program. Hi, Vesna. Thanks for inviting me to be here. Claire Naidu is the founder and principal of the legal firm Claire Naidu & Co., situated in the Canberra Town Centre of Gangali. It was founded in 2012 to assist individuals, families, businesses, organisations and communities to improve life experience, relationships, transition through changes and to improve connection. They have grown to become nationally and internationally recognised. Claire, a list of your achievements, skills and interests is really impressive. You are a qualified mediator, arbitrator, relationship specialist, relationships lawyer, accredited family law specialist, conflict resolution coach, relationships coach, mentor, bling angel, and also a speaker and writer. You also gift your time to various community activities, for example, through the ACT Law Society's Legal Advice Bureau, the Children's Playground Project. You provide contributions to Merrimead, Salvation Army, and a number of other volunteering activities you've got there. You say that people should allow their imagination to enhance their relationships and their life. Tell us, please, more about this. I think uh, relationships are the essence of life, our connections with um, other people and connection with ourselves. So relationships are at the forefront of everything. And I was reading a book the other day and, and it was about relationships. And he said that it doesn't matter, essentially, you know, it doesn't matter how well things are going in life if your relationships aren't going as well, then it really impacts on your other areas of life. So um, I see that I see relationships as really important. And, you know, I say if you allow your imagination to enhance your relationships and your life, then you're going to have an, a more enhanced life. If we focus on how things are, it's very easy for things to stay the same. You know, if you're happy in your relationship, if you're happy with the way things are, then that's perfect. But I think there's also opportunity that, you know, in all your relationships you can appreciate how good they are, but also see that there could be more as well. And that's where I see the imagination comes in, where we can use our imagination to consider different ways of being and being in our relationships. Um, how do you define imagination? What do you mean by that? So I see imagination as looking beyond what we see in the now. It's, it's, in a way, it's dreaming and it's exploring how things could be. It can be quite fun to do that. Hmm. Is your commitment to that coming from any particular experience you've had in life? How did you enter this arena? I had a, I had a pony when I was younger and I loved I loved playing with her, riding her, and I would, you know, compete in different events with her. And when I was quite young, so this is probably more primary years, 
I, one of the things I was thinking about was being a vet, but my horse um, had to be put down when I was in my teenage years, and I realised at that time I, it was not something that I could handle. So I, I, even though I love animals and I'm passionate about animals, um, I didn't want to be working with, with animals. And what I was interested in was my father was um, spending some time studying psychology and sociology, and I was really interested in the books that, that he was reading. And I wondered what I could do in that area. I was also really passionate about the law, and um, because of my love for horses, I had considered being a mounted police officer for a while, but both my parents, who basically said that I could do whatever I wanted in life, thought, maybe not that role. <laughs> and I... And I thought about it and I thought, you know, they're probably right. But taking a tact in law and being passionate about relationships, I was fairly determined um, by my mid-high school year that uh, I would be going to study law. And so I worked really, really hard at school to get the marks to get into, into law. And um, I... I guess I chose that pathway and then as I worked within family law, which was my, my area of passion, I saw that there were other things and other areas that I could gain skills in and contribute to creating a better world where there's better relationships and that's how I then continued on my journey of learning and um, studying and became a mediator as well and a conflict resolution coach and arbitrator and so on. So, Claire, how do your mediation skills, and do they, enhance your legal practice? I think that my mediation skills do enhance my legal practice. I think it's helped me to be more holistic in my approach. Uh, the law school has a different focus from mediation training, and they're both fit for purpose. But I think when combined together, it seems to have given, or at least for me anyway, a greater ability to see opportunities for resolution in in everything that I do. I also found that mediation has, because I've got a greater focus on the listening skills, the reframing skills and exploring options, those skills are very relevant in law. And I think because I was able to go deeper in that with my mediation training and then also in my experience, I bring that towards my legal practice um, as well. And while I can't be both a lawyer and mediation to the same person, mm. um, those skills across both areas are brought with me wherever I'm, you know, wherever I'm working. Mm. Mm. I find that my mediation skills actually ground me in a way oh. that no other set of skills did or had before. Yeah, that's interesting. Dear listeners, my guest in today's episode of Mediation Today is Claire Naidu, a Canberra-based lawyer and mediator. Claire, it is said that our own well-being improves our ability to positively impact the world around us. And world meaning people. Um, And you were talking about uh, pet animals and all of that. I think that everyone gets happier if we are happy. (laughs) How do you spend your time apart from work and professional engagements? I like to choose a word for the year and incorporate that into my life. So, for example, last year my word was nature, and this saw me experiencing the world in a different way. 
for example, we went to we went on a trip up to northern New South Wales in the car, and in the past I probably would have just driven up as quick as I could to get to the destination and enjoy the destination. But with this word in mind, I thought I really wanted to explore, you know, the journey on the way there and back. And um, so along the way, we stopped off and saw some waterfalls that um, I would not have otherwise seen. We went to Killen Falls, which is in um, New South Wales, and um, Dorigo Waterfalls. And I also spent time on the beach. What I like to do generally, so even though that's not my word of the year this year, it still stays with me and I'm still really intentional about spending time out in nature every day for as long as I can. And I love spending time walking my dog. I've got a Border Collie dog. Um, she loves coming out with me. What's and just her spending name? Time. What's her, her name? Her name is mm-hmm. Melba. Her name's oh. Melba. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, so um, my, my children used to do BMX in Melba and uh, it, was, it was a suburb of Canberra. And so we named after that. And we also thought it was a little bit lucky as well because Dame Ellie Melba is on the $100 note as well. So nice. we thought it was a good name for our puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like to spend time outside in nature. And something that I've uh, restarted is to learn how to play the piano. I started when I was very young and I, I, I stopped. And um, a couple of years ago we bought a piano and um, I'm learning to play again. I'm sure that pe- playing piano or at least putting an effort into playing piano is a very relaxing and very different environment from what you are dealing with every day. You also say that you love spending time with your family and you were talking about that a little bit, but I'd like to hear about your reading and you say you like reading nonfiction and I second that. I love biographies and memoirs. What's the last book you've read and would like to share with our listeners? Um, I was actually at the ACT library recently and I didn't have any sort of preconceived idea of what book I wanted to borrow. I thought I would just explore. And as I scoured the bookshelf, I came across this one called Relationship Breakthrough and it caught my eye and I thought I'll borrow it. I didn't know the author. Her name uh, is Chloe... Madanez. And then I, as I looked closer, I actually realised um, that the foreword was written by Tony Robbins. So I'm aware of him and, and his work in, you know, self-development improvement. So while I was going to borrow the book anyway, I thought, well, that's just really interesting. So um, I've been reading that book and she talks about lots of different examples of relationships and different techniques that, you know, she uses to help people. Um it's interesting because I think she takes a very similar view to what what I do in relationships is often it's not about whether people decide to stay together or not. There's, um, there's work that can be done irrespective of what that decision is. Um, there's, you know, whether people choose to stay together or not, there's, there's still always opportunities to improve um, individuals' experience of life. Mm. Tell us the title of the book again. So it's Corey Medanese, did you say? Chloe, yeah, it's uh, Madana is, is how I understand it um, pronounced, M-A-D-A-N-E-S, and it's called Relationship Breakthrough. Great, okay, something to look in our ACT libraries for. Yes. <laughs> Great. Claire, 
I think that it would be really important for our listeners, and especially the ones who have just joined the, the, this area of practice, and maybe the ones who are considering whether to, to choose and go down that path. Tell us about something that you believe is really important when you start a mediation or arbitration or any other uh, um, practice in this area. I think that it can be really helpful to approach a mediation with thinking that, you know, these people are there for a reason. They're with you for a reason. So just to trust that. The other thing I would say is that sometimes when you're mediating, the people that you're mediating have often not spoken to each other for a very long time. And there might be some things that need to be said. I think, I call it sort of like to get their sillies out. There's a song called Shake Your Sillies Out by Ruffy. It's a children's song, you know, to help them release some of their, their energy. But in mediation, I don't play the song, but I do often see this sort of this settling in period of people when they first start a mediation and they often, they're often very nervous and they, they, they may need to say some things that make you as a mediator feel a bit uncomfortable, um, but it's just to release that nervous energy and tension so that then they can focus on the issues at hand. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I would say. Mm. So it's, it's that, that listening skills, the uh, sp- uh, building a space around people so that they can feel free to, to explore and to actually dig deep into themselves and, and find the messages they really honestly and sincerely want to share with people yes yeah yes. it's very important exactly. yeah and when we are new we are all nervous around that but um, of course with practice uh, practice makes perfect as they say but there is no perfection in our profession i think we can always improve that's so true that's so true and, and that's that's i mean that's another really good tip too is to not have that expectation on yourself that you need to be perfect or that the process needs to be perfect it's in what happens that you learn and um you, you do better and become better over time claire thank you so much for your time I loved talking to you, enjoyed spending this time with you and the chats that we had before the interview. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your pet's name and your pastime and your books that you are reading. I'm sure that everyone has had an opportunity to pick uh, and choose pieces from this interview. What would you like to say for the end? I'd like to say thank you very much for having me on the show. It's really it's really nice to be able to talk about, you know, who we are and the things that we that we do and hopefully, you know, inspire other people who are thinking, you know, maybe I can do things a, a different way. I don't have to keep doing things the way that I've been doing it. I think COVID, the COVID pandemic has really um, opened our eyes to see there are better ways of, of doing things that we hadn't probably explored before and, um we don't, we don't need a pandemic for that to happen. We can continue to explore and, yeah, improve. Um, and live life in a different way. Dear listeners, this has been Claire Naidu, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. I'll talk to you again next Monday at the same time. Goodbye.